Welcome to the Bike Rumor Podcast, where we spin off from our usual tech coverage to pick the brains of the people behind the brands. If you want to hear how bikes and components go from ideas to the things we ride, this is the cycling podcast you've been waiting for. Please welcome your hosts, Tyler and Watts. You know, we all have some ideas when we're out riding. Things, you know, we're noticing something on our bike and it's not working the way we think. And we're like, man, you know, wouldn't it be cool if this or it would really be nice if we had a part that did something else or it worked a little bit better or worked this way. And like, I come up with these ideas all the time. What about you? I'm less product driven. Yeah, that's right. You're the single speed rigid guy. Yeah, I'm more thinking about uh, emotional things when I'm on the bike and less <laughs> about the product. Maybe the product's uh, not working, but but I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah, well, you know, with the single speed, your bike, I mean, I heard it when we did the race. Oh, uh, it, was it was creaking, creaking like a little a bit, right? Mother. Like, surely there could be a solution for that, you know? Uh, TLC. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, TLC would be the solution. Right. Let's, uh, that, that's uh, that's not, hard to commoditize. You know, it's hard to sell a package of TLC. It's just something you got to pull out from within, Watts. Not in North Carolina, you can. <laughs> oh, man. So, what we thought would be interesting would be to talk to somebody that makes products. But before we get to that, and th- this is a really cool one because I know so many of you guys have had ideas and you've thought... Oh, I'll just write this idea down, but like, surely you've had some kind of idea. Oh, I have a million ideas all the time. Right. Well, do I, about do I a bother bike. someone with them? I don't know. I mean, give me one. Like, what's one thing you've been riding along and thought, man, I wish I had a part that did this or some solution for this problem, like a creaking bottom bracket or whatever it is on your bike that makes that god awful noise. I'm drawing a blank, man. Right. All right. right, At the moment, like a hot dog dispenser. (laughs) That would be good on some days for sure. So like I've always thought, all right, you know, like I've got, I'm walking out my bike, sometimes like my bike and a friend's bike or a kid's bike. And I get there and I'm standing behind the van and the bike rack is folded up and I'm like, crap. So I got to lay a bike down or both bikes down, use both hands and a foot sometimes to lower the rack down. Like, man, wouldn't it be great if I had a button on my key fob that when I unlock my doors, I have another button that just lowers the bike rack for me. That'd be so cool, right? Surely, in all of somebody like Thule or Yakima's wisdom, they could come up with a solution for that. That's probably a smarter way to think about it than the way I think about those situations, which is where I just think, it'd be so cool if I had octopus arms I can do all this, but instead I don't, and life is terrible. Again, that's kind of hard to productize and sell. I don't think you're going to see I'm a Yakima Dr. Octopus kit for your back. But All right, well, so to figure out how, if you had an idea and you actually thought it was something that could be sold... How would you go about presenting that to a brand that could make it for you? Because not all of us have the time or the energy or the the knowledge to have something made for us. You know, sometimes we just have an idea and we're just like, man, wouldn't it be great if we had this? I wish somebody would make this. So we talked to Brendan Moore, co-owner of Wolf Tooth Components, to see how they deal with idea submissions and whether or not you should submit an idea. And then if you're absolutely dead set on doing so, 
how to go about it. So here's what he had to say. Cool. So one of the topics I'm really interested in hearing about is how you guys handle outside ideas because you license some designs from our mutual friend, Mark, aka Linda Ray, aka my first podcast guest on the build cycle. But I think, you know, writers like to tell you guys their ideas too, right? Yeah, it's it's that really it's a really tricky thing. You know, with Mark, we have a really great relationship. We trust each other um, on the phone or email or text every day with Mark, usually every night, actually, when we're fiddling around with bike parts and, and testing different stuff. Um, but, you know, when we do get people coming to us and I'm sure this is this is the same with uh, many other companies, like it's a it's a precarious situation, Tyler, because um some people come to us and say, I don't want any money for my idea. I just want you to make one. And then if they saw it take off, I'm pretty sure they would feel differently. Um, the other thing is we don't obviously publicly share our product roadmap and all our ideas. So if they come to you with this idea and you say, yeah, I already thought of that. And they say, no, you didn't, you know, like there's, it's a, he said, she said kind of thing. And, and, uh, and so it's, it's a really difficult conversation now where the conversation gets a lot easier is if there's actual documented ip involved i have this patent i want to license you this patent here's what this patent does here's how you can use it we can make a business case for the products behind it etc right that's cut and dry but most people that just have an idea haven't invested the you know anywhere from call it five to twenty thousand dollars to get a patent and so that's where, you know, we, you and I had talked a uh, few, maybe a month ago about this kind of thing. And it, it's really, it's really a difficult thing unless you have this kind of trusted relationship or built this trusted relationship is, is kind of how it happened with Linda Ray. Just started with one, worked, worked well together. Um, they speak the same language, all that stuff. Um, and trust is not a good thing to bank business deals on unless you really know somebody. Right. So, so how do you deal with customer submissions now? Or, I mean, do you get them? Do people send we, you ideas? We do. Um, a lot of them are uh, the the kind of product, I would say 98% of them are the kind of product. Yeah, we could sell 10 of those. Yeah, I, I think and you, the person submitting the idea would be one of those 10, so nine extras. Um, but that's usually what it is. Um, if it's If it's really a profound idea, um, we generally don't engage that person. Um, and there have been very few that, you know, it's one thing just to have this idea. What if you had this thing that did this other thing that does more than the things on the market? And we have ideas like that, but actually putting that in pen to paper and actually coming with a, a CAD design and stuff. I can't ever recall anybody coming to us with a CAD design and say, hey, I have this designed, I've prototyped it, I've, you know, they, they, that's just never come up. So how we would deal with that is, is some sort of, we'd need some sort of signed agreement to understand. Um, and that would be before we would even look at the CAD. So some sort of signed agreement saying, hey, we have our current roadmap. If what you show us is already on there, we will show that to you, et cetera. You know, you gotta, you gotta be very transparent because you don't want to, you don't want to sour anybody. Um, the interweb is super powerful now. So if somebody oh, yeah. was sour on you, they could potentially badmouth you. Um, it's just a lot of, there's almost more uh, pitfalls than it's even worth 
um, engaging. Even with a patent, it's difficult. We recently were working through a deal with somebody uh, that I can't talk about who it was or what it was, but it didn't work out, and they had IP. They had good IP, actually. Just didn't work out for our company, but um, they're difficult conversations to have. They really are. So if somebody does want to present an idea to you, what's your preferred manner of communication? Like how do they start that conversation? And then, you know, like you said, have some CAD drawings or, or even like actual IP, like what's, what should they bring to the table? Well, in the, in the case of the, the IP, um, he emailed us and then followed with a phone call. And then we went through, um, several calls with both all three of us, Dan, Mike, and I, um, reviewing, um, basically a, a cursory business plan, Tyler, um, on something like that. Cause IP again is very straightforward. It's like, here's this IP, here's what you can do with it. How many do we think we can sell? Here's what we need the investment to do it, all that kind of stuff. Um, if it was more of just, Hey, I have this idea. It'd be like, Hey, you know, we aren't, um, Without license, without IP, it gets very difficult. We usually try and push people away, not because we don't think their ideas are good or don't want to hear it. It's just we don't want to get in the, the situation, the pitfalls that I mentioned. Somebody's upset. Somebody feels like they got a raw deal. Somebody feels like you stole their idea when maybe you already had that idea. Those kind of things. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not aware of any really open forum. I mean, I don't. The big company. I'm pretty sure you couldn't call Shimano and be like, "Hey, I have this idea." <laughs> right. uh, we're small. We're small and unique, and I get that. And we're a lot, you know, willing to to look at things. But uh, I mean, I think that's why you see. Um, if you ever watched the show Shark Tank, you and I were just talking about that. But one of the first things I usually ask is like, "Do you have IP?" Because <laughs> because that's the only thing really potentially prote protecting you from. Yep, I already had that idea, or this other guy makes the product. So Yeah, because if you don't and you're on Shark Tank, then by the time that episode's over, somebody in China's already working on knocking it off yeah. if it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, totally. And they, they might be anyway, but at least you could stop them from selling it wherever you have the patent. Right. So as far uh, as, um, not to beat the point to death, but like, say somebody wants to go through with this, they think they've got that idea, they they you know, the, in their head, there's a business case for it. What does that introductory email look like? And I'll, I'll give you an example because I've already given this idea to Mark because I just want somebody to make this, you know, like dropper post remotes. There's all manner of button and thumb lever and stuff. And you guys have some options. I really want a super slim twist shifter, you know, like repurpose a grip shifter, but make the, the width of that on my bar, you know, like an inch or less. So like I've got that idea. I've tried sketching it out. I couldn't quite figure it out. But like if I were gonna pitch that to you, what would would I just I'm thinking, okay, well maybe I'll email you and say, like, hey, I have an idea for an alternative way to activate a dropper post. Are you interested? Is that would that be a good enough start? Uh my response to that would be I can neither confirm nor deny that we have a product coming. I mean, honestly, that product's been on our roadmap for a while. So Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear that. You know, that, that, and that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of thing where it's something we've been thinking about. It's, it's, in fact, the other thing is if you look online, I think some people have hacked grip shifts probably. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. kind of bulk, can... I get it. I get it. They're bulky and they don't, they don't necessarily work exactly how you'd want them to. But, well, and you have to use, you have to cut your grip short. Like there's, yeah, there's a lot of downsides to it. So that's what yeah, I'm trying totally, to figure out work around. But. Totally get it. And so, like, there's, that's where we get to this difference between 
here's some CAD. Here's how to do this product. I have IP on it. I have IP on a grip shift remote, which I don't think you could even get because grip shifts existed and remotes did and people have already been doing it. But here's this thing. Here's I have IP. Here's the design. And, and do you want to buy this from me, Tyler? If you had done that, that's a different conversation. But you, but a lot of times it's, yeah, I came, they come with an idea, but they don't know how to do it or they don't have the design. And so, um, and then you have to look at even, even if you did take the design, like say, say we wanted to pursue, pursue something with you, is it patentable? Is it protecting? Can you protect it in any way? So, hmm. yeah, it's um, a lot to think about. All right. Well, when yeah, you make it, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send you a bill for my royalty check. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll have a conversation about that soon. Yeah, so let's talk about the idea. All right, so Watts, what did you think of that? That's pretty interesting. And it made me realize how hard it would be to be a company like Wolf Tooth. So as a bike shop owner, a good portion of my day is taken up with, hey, you know what you should do? (laughs) I bet. What what are some of the top tips? What should you be doing? Everything from just basic advertising to, I mean, very mundane ideas. Uh, I think one of them was we should serve burritos. I mean, you should. Which we should, but pony up the money and I'll serve all the burritos you want. Yeah, which is why uh, you just get a taco truck to come to your shop which is on Friday. Why that's what I do. Yes, that's but a good one. To be that company and always be bugged with, hey, have you all ever thought about maybe making this thing what does this other thing? And they're like, yeah, we've thought about that 50 times today. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, probably a lot of bad ideas coming their way, I would imagine. And some good ones. Or some know. good ones, but again, that they've already done that. Yeah. And like you said, nobody is bugging Shimano with these ideas of what they should do. But they are. Yeah, that's that's true because, you know, like you think about a company the size of Wolf Tooth, they're small, they're cool people, they're out, like the people behind the brand that started the company are the ones out at Sea Otter and some of these other races. So you get FaceTime with them and you're getting to be buddy-buddy with them, right? You're like, ah, yeah, man, you should do this. Whereas like you don't see the people behind Shimano. So I feel like all these small companies, you know, Wolf Tooth just being the one that we interviewed for this, they, they probably are putting some themselves out there, putting out that vibe of like, hey, you know, we're cool, we were friends too because we're out riding and we make all this cool stuff. And what, man, the stuff that um, Brendan and I talked about, because this is just a small part of a much larger interview that will be out on the Build Cycle podcast later about how they started the company, how they've grown it and where they're going next. Um, it's a fascinating interview and I'll you know be sure to put a link back to this when that episode goes live. But the things that they have to think about go way beyond just that would be cool. It's There's so much that goes into, okay, yeah, that would be cool, but is it even possible to make it? You know, How much would it cost to make it? How much could we sell it for? How long could we sell it for? And that was one of the really interesting things we talked about is like some of their hop-up kits for going, you know, making your normal cassette to wide-range cassettes before... SRAM Eagle just completely took over the entire bike, mountain bike realm. Right. You know, like those have a limited shelf life, right? Like nowadays, they're probably selling way fewer of those than they were three, four years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's another thing is you got to think, like, okay, yeah, maybe it makes sense, but is it still going to make sense in 12 months? And what's coming down the pipe that's going to make this obsolete? 
And sometimes it's okay. If you're going to sell enough of them right away, that's cool. It's worth it. But if you're not, then, you know, those are the things a lot of us don't think about when we're just thinking like, oh, man, I wish somebody would make this. Right. When I'm asking them to make stainless steel, uh, single-speed cogs, <laughs> and they're like, single-speed dead, man. Yeah. Didn't you get the memo? I thought you're bringing it back from... No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm killing it more dead. Ah, Good. It's, it should stay dead. It just no, it's anyway. So what's the takeaway from you? Like, would you ever? It sounds like your ideas are a little bit far fetched and not in the realm of real world no, physical products. Wolf tooth? Are y'all gonna make me octopus arms any day soon? Uh, I got this idea. Yeah, the takeaway for me is um, that that sort of accessibility is great but it's also a curse for companies like that i mean just the the idea of submitting an idea the idea of submitting an idea to them and then if it's something they already had in the works or something they decide to go with getting all butthurt because they didn't give me props for this idea that they had already thought of yeah and that's you know it's funny because that's like another thing that i've been endlessly surprised by is how much smarter these product people are than you and I and all the other average riders and I don't say that to like insult anyone but like the ideas that I've had that I thought were brilliant I'll talk to I've talked to like K Edge about ideas and, and other brands and they're like yeah we've been working on that or yeah we, there's this is why it won't work or this like they've thought about it years before I ever did and I don't claim to be the smartest guy but like I have a pretty creative mind and that's, that's what's fascinating to me too is you know so many of these ideas that we have while we're out riding or whatever it is that we do to process is people have thought of this long ago. And so like our ideas are unfortunately usually not nearly as original and awesome as uh, we'd hope. Exactly. Bike rumor commenters who leave <laughs> epic comments just to show how much you know uh, – you don't know very much. You just don't. But good on you. Good on you for commenting. Yeah, a for effort. Um, it's funny because we're going to have a good conversation about bike rumor comments in an episode mm. coming up very soon. I won't spoil anything about that one, but it's going to be pretty Looking amazing. forward to that one. Um, you know, just to kind of finish that thought on the timeline too, it's like, you know, what's what I don't think a lot of people realize is, again, not just how much better these people are than us at coming up with ideas <laughs> but it's how far out so like you know I mean, SRAM's a huge company they got a ton of engineers working up but like so when SRAM was working on their mountain bike Eagle Access the electronic stuff they were actually working on a wireless electronic shifting for mountain bikes before they started working on Eagle then Eagle you know like it, it made more business sense to pursue that so, you know, these things that we're seeing now and new, some of them have been in development for like five, six, seven years. And it's, you know, it's just mind-blowing how long it takes to bring some things to market. But then also some of the the market realities that maybe you have to put something on a shelf for a little bit, which is sometimes a good thing because technology advances or you figure out a Absolutely. better way to do it. You know, but anyway, it's... So for whatever it's worth, if you have a great <clears throat> idea, I'd say... You know, make a business case for it, do a little research, try and figure out 
what the viability of that product is. And then if you have the resources, you know, try and patent it or at least come up with a, a real like engineering type schematic to ensure that it's something that'll work. And or then, just talk about it in the comments of Bike Rumor. Yeah, or do that. You can then Smart give up guys. all of your intellectual property into the public forum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the forum of public opinion. <laughs> the waste idea ever. All right. Anything else you want to add to this uh, conversation? Octopus arms. <laughs> Till next time. See you guys. That's a wrap on this episode. Tune in next time for another great ride. Be sure to follow at Bike Rumor on your favorite social media and hit like and subscribe or leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks, and we will see you next time. <laughs>